Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This horrific boss thought she could insult all her workers and get away with it forced them to work overtime in terrible conditions. But this clever employee came up with a genius plan of revenge, which eventually resulted in her paying for everyone's vacations. My boss thought she could insult everyone, so I made her pay for everyone's vacations. Last year, I took a summer job for a kids camp. It seemed to be quite well paid, and I wanted to know how working with kids would go. The hiring process was a little odd. As for the interview, I was called unexpectedly, and a woman, who later became my boss, spoke on the phone for about two and a half hours, asking some really weird personal questions. For example, she asked, You aren't a covidiot, are you? Remember that, it will be a factor in the story. Anyway, I needed the money, and it was the only callback I'd gotten so far far so i took it she then made us all come in two times before starting the job so that she could explain it to us both times it went on the whole freaking day without being included in our payments because it wasn't mandatory i got to be the boss of my team then the first day came around and we faced 20 plus children with their parents but the boxes with the nameless the toys and everything wasn't there we basically improvised and wrote their names as they came in and hoped that they are indeed signed up later the boxes arrived but the contents were measly at best she'd given us two kinds of games uno and something else three times over we got little instruments for the kids to decorate but when she came around to check on us a few days later she screamed at us the freaking kids she said shouldn't have been allowed to take the instruments home which she'd never told us and made no sense the next few days went on like this she came around and screamed at us for doing something that made sense to every one of us pretending she'd instructed us otherwise at the unpaid non-mandatory orientation meeting which i attended every time but she just talked about her personal life no instructions she went on and offended every single person in existence She doesn't want to have lactose intolerant or handicapped kids in the camp because they're too much of a hassle My muslim colleague got scolded for wanting to go home to her toddler after a 10-hour shift And she asked in front of everyone if her son still sucks on your titties Because else she doesn't have any reason to go home Parents with questions or complaints are to be educated like kids because they behave like that when they didn't get screwed by their wife the night before also she made us work more than 12 hours without a break and then she'd trash on me when i stood up and went home at the 12th hour we have a law that requires us to leave at that time but two events stood out when she went after the kids on the first occasion you have to remember that this woman has an unhealthy obsession with corona she not only changed the rules of everything anytime it fit her narrative with us she also did that with the parents which led to misunderstandings every single day so she asked the children age 4 to 10 which one had done an antigen test and who had a pcr test of course the children didn't all know what that was and a little five-year-old girl raised her hand for the false one when the witch my boss noticed that she gave this poor girl the scolding of her life and told her that she's as dumb as a rock for not knowing the difference 
I'm pretty sure this girl had spit in her face. I was so in shock, I probably should have slapped her for it, but I didn't. The girl tried hard not to cry and didn't come back days after. The second incident was even more disturbing. A four-year-old boy hit his head at the playground when they were all outside. I was back in the office when my colleagues came running in. I called the boss while my colleague called the ambulance. When I told her what had happened and that my colleague was already on the phone with the ambulance, she scolded me. But not because that boy got hurt. No, no, because we'd called the ambulance. In her world, it wasn't that bad. And his father shouldn't find out, as if he was blind and wouldn't have seen the open wound anyway. The ambulance came, told us it was completely fine, but it was mandatory to call them in this case as an institution, and the boy suffered no further injury. He is fine now, thankfully. But I was furious. I was completely freaking out in anger. I'd only worked there for nine days, and the kids, as well as us, had been abused enough. Instead of going after my impulse to call her back and tell her off, I calmed myself. And the next day, I didn't go to work, but to the doctor. I explained to the doctor that my boss abuses me, but I can't terminate the contract early. So to keep me from snapping, she put me on a sick leave without end dates. My boss was not amused when I sent her that doctor's notice, but I ignored her calls. I then proceeded to talk with my teammates and encouraged them to get sick leave and told them exactly what they could do and say to get that. My boss even tried to get rid of my Muslim co-worker illegally. I explained to her that the paperwork from them is not legal and she should ignore it and also go on sick leave. So in about a two week frame, my location had to replace all six people, including me, the boss of the team. And I took all records home too, so my boss couldn't just pass them on. I also changed the password to my email account and did everything to just annoy her. The story doesn't end here. As I found out, the word spread like a wildfire. And because she was such a POS to everyone at every location, one month after the start, she'd lost more than half of her staff. Some of them still had to be paid sick leave. Apparently, she called some of them and begged them to come back, offering bonuses as high as double the pay, but still, nobody came back to help. The silver lining was that the parents had also had enough and many kids were taken out of that camp. So, come the end of July, I was on vacation, well, sick leave, and she calls. She proceeds to tell me, suspiciously calmly, that if I don't want to come back next month, I should hear her now, please. And she offered to end my contract without further obligations and give me my payment for the whole month of July. I tell her that I'm gonna come back. I just really want to feel better, not be sick, and other BS like that. And of course, I just didn't, and I proceeded to collect one additional full month of sick leave without even ever speaking to her directly again. I also went out of my way to continue offering information for every single staff member of all the locations that wanted to leave and still get paid, or wanted to know where they could report the boss. So, in the end, this is what my boss got for being a disrespectful cow. She lost half or more of her workers. Everyone hates her and wants nothing to do with her. Really bad publicity included. She had to pay me the full two months. My vacation time out in money, which is quite expensive for them, as I didn't take it because I was sick, pay my overtime and the mandatory bonus you get for doing extra hours, all of that multiplied by six at least. That meant that I got around 6,000 euros for nine days of work from her. Her entire enterprise went downhill. And finally, of course, I also had to get my money through legal support. So that came onto her too. I can't explain how much detail I put into the legal planning in order to get all the people paid out as much as possible without any chance of legal repercussions ever. 
My butt is safer than safe. She will never be able to retaliate on what I did. I studied law for a while and got everything double-checked by professionals. She tried to harass me. I blocked her. But I heard she read my personal information to the other colleagues who stayed there and called me all possible names. So if she ever tries to sue me or blackmail me, I have evidence and witnesses of her trying to dox me, insulting me, and various other things. Honestly, after I've written all that down, I'm now kind of proud, but also surprised at how nicely it all worked out. I didn't see any listings searching for that project this year. So hopefully it went downhill, and I hope she went back to hell where she came from. Oh, well, just unemployment. Okay, look, the revenge here is fantastic and I love it. Fair play to you, OP, for doing this. I've got to say, though, the first thing that comes to my mind is how on earth does a woman like this end up in this profession where she clearly is not right for it, hates it, it's just a total cow, wants nothing to do with it, but finds herself doing this as a job? I don't get it. This woman should not be allowed anywhere near kids, clearly, yet this is her profession? I don't understand. I'm not even joking here. Surely at some point you have to get child protection authorities involved. There is no way she should be allowed within five meters of any child, even her own. I'm sorry, but it's true. Now, for those of you wondering how OP got away with being perfectly healthy and just getting a doctor to write all this off and going on permanent sick leave, they do kind of explain in the comments down below how it was possible. It turns out that all the employees had kind of ongoing health issues. Talks about his depression, um, some people having long COVID, another with anxiety, bowel problems, that sort of of stuff so they did have underlying things things that wouldn't necessarily stop them from being able to go to work but when they needed them they could kind of use them and this nice doctor to get what they wanted if that makes a little bit of sense ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You didn't get it in writing. No, you. Here is a story about the first job that I had a decade ago. Disclaimer, there's some vagueness ahead because both parties, the company and myself, displayed some awful behavior leading to some horrendous consequences for all, all in the name of revenge. So I was a new but qualified recruit in a small team that was working with a very large client and stakeholder in the company. Despite my skills, it was my first real job fresh out of grad school. So I was inexperienced with office politics, contract law, power hierarchies, and more. The clients had given us an almost impossible task to prototype a complex solution to a technical problem that they had. As the only one in the team with the relevant expertise, the burden quickly fell on me to deliver alone, while the others essentially managed. The team leader and effective boss promised me at the beginning that I would get a bonus worth roughly 30% of the salary on which I was hired. Apparently, this bonus was a direct financial contribution from the big clients themselves, and the wheels were in motion to get this extra cash. Great, but not really because it wasn't in writing. Over the next two years, however, no such bonus compensation transpired. I would periodically and half-heartedly ask about this bonus during in-person meetings, and I was verbally reassured it was on its way. In hindsight, I would have been more assertive and perhaps sent an email, but again, I was a newbie and unwilling to bite the hand that feeds, so to speak. After these two years, the company began to expand business with the client as a direct result of the work that I was on, the impossible projects. 
At some point, the clients even present all that hard work of mine at some international conferences, of course, claiming it as their intellectual prop and proprietary solution. Although the project ownership rightfully and lawfully belonged to them, the lack of acknowledgement left a bitter taste in my mouth. And worse was that money was flowing around and both companies were profiting from two years of my painstaking efforts, but there was no bonus in sight. So my work contract was also nearing its end in the third year. Obviously, the company wanted to retain me to continue on this project. I was the only one who knew the ins and outs of it. It would be a joint employment between the company and clients, as I would be tasked with transitioning the project from the company to the clients, which would require several more years to do so. I also went through half a year of specialist training with the clients. Only I could do this job for the foreseeable future. For this, I was offered a decent increase in my salary, but that missing bonus was ruining my trust. At a contract negotiation meeting, I asked about it one last time. The team leader and boss said that they had no recollection of such an agreement or offer and that I should have got it in writing. Fair enough, some lessons are learned the hard way. But the worst realization was that the missing bonus, a measly 30% of the new hire salary for almost three years, was now earmarked for an intern to join me on the project. It was almost a one-to-one calculation as the client would sponsor the intern with the funds that were intended bonus for me. It was the last week of the work contract and human resources had invited me to double check the document before I was to sign it. Of course, given all the time, money, training, and resources invested in me continuing on this project and my very real eagerness to do it, it was assumed that I would be here for the long haul and the work contract was a formality. So what happened next is something that I do not recommend that anyone try at home or work for that matter. It was a moment of impulse from a reckless youth. However, I was feeling particularly vengeful about this missing bonus. My ego had been bruised because I wrongly trusted them to follow through but I wasn't clever enough to get the agreement in writing. Well, Uno reverse card moments, there was also no written agreements on my end. So I had not yet signed the contract. I carefully double-checked my emails and there was nothing in writing where I agreed to continue on this project or even this job. In fact, I'd just been verbally enthusiastic about the project during meetings with my boss and the clients. The first new workday rolls around when I'm officially no longer employed at the company or with the clients. I gave no notice and no warnings. I just abandoned them. On the previous day, I had left my company pager and phone in the office locker. I had to sacrifice a few personal possessions on the office desk. I logged out of the work email messenger system so they couldn't reach me. I'm not sure how they responded because I ignored and deflected every single communication which came my way for the following months. It was bliss knowing that I probably caused this company a major catastrophe for the next few years at least. Of course, I couldn't predict the consequences that they would face from my abrupt and unannounced exits, but I did not have time to care about them. I had to become selfish and I had to dip into my savings and relocate and start afresh and anew in another city far away, which was very difficult without references, considering the professional bridge that I just burnt, hence the not recommending parts. But eventually, my skills began to speak for themselves. The last I heard about the company was from an ex-colleague as we reconnected on an online professional network a few years ago. Apparently, the company still exists, but it's a shell of its former self as things went horribly south after I left. They lost the big client as I had anticipated. No one else had the skill set to do work. The clients are still players in the sectors, but I have the great fortune of not having had to interact with them so far. But I could not have predicted the domino effect that followed in the company. 
A few more large clients followed soon after because staff had to be reshuffled to do my project and these other clients felt neglected. Now the company is downsizing and in the process of being swallowed by a competitor. From what I gather, the other big casualty of the revenge is my ex-boss developed some substance problem around this time to cope with this stress, triggered in part by not being able to contact me for months on end during a critical time in the company's expansion. Throw in a divorce too, because this work stress destroyed the marriage as well. I did feel a little bit guilty when my ex-colleague explained all this, and I still do. Is it enough for me to right my wrongs and write an apology or something? Not really. But perhaps I'm wrong here. I am open to suggestions. A quick note, this ex-boss has tried to get in touch with me a few more times, some years after things went downhill, but I was too busy, so I just continued to ghost him. But anyway, here is to that disgusting company. I hope it was worth the measly bonus that I deserved. I was brought on as a new recruit and I was a junior who had to lead the project from get-go. I had to work hard and learn new skills in the hours outside of work just so the fat clients and middle management could reap the rewards. Not on my vengeful watch. The reason that I am writing this is that it's somewhat cathartic. The company did some terrible things and so did I. But this missing bonus still eats me from time to time. I could have bought a house and I could have settled down in that old town. I wouldn't have been displaced for months and living with my head just above the water, having to rebuild myself for a good few years following that. Abandoning the project and the job was professional suicide at the time. But my revenge was such that whatever happened, I would try to get through my life without groveling back to that company. Of course, this arrogant buttholery of mine, born from this hatred having not gotten that bonus, still has at least one unwritten chapter. At the current workplace, where I'm also a stakeholder now, I am now proposing a new version of that old project I began a decade ago and never got a chance to see to completion. It would be nice to showcase a patent during an international conference attended by those big former clients. That would be the real bonus. So yeah, mistakes all around with at best mixed endings for all parties. But at least it's finally good to get this in writing. Honestly, at this point, I feel like you guys know what I'm about to say. The amount of times that I read stories like this and a company that's in a great spot refuses to pay a worker just a little bit more than they're already on or doesn't give them that bonus like in this situation. Being unnecessarily stingy and just downright unfair. I mean, they've promised you a bonus and not given you one. And it's led to the entirety of the company just collapsing. Like give the bonus in the first place. Reward your excellent employees, the ones that are working so hard and bringing you these massive clients like op and this would never have happened what is a small little increase in bonus compared to the decimation of your entire company answer me that mr ceo i mean it is actually pretty terrible they lied to you for three years effectively about your bonus and then use that money just to get an intern instead what again it's one of those stories where i feel like they just thought they could get away with it and could carry on as they already were taking advantage of you and clearly you were better than them And, you know, fair play for you for sticking up for yourself, not signing the contract, which is what the majority of people would have done. And, uh, yeah, achieving good things as a result. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 